Transmissions from the Dark Side is a tongue-in-cheek look at anthology horror, covering adult themes and concepts in very childish ways. Parental guidance suggested. Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of 2019 Shutter exclusive Creep Show and reporting it back to you. I am Matt Noss with me at the table, my best friend in the whole wide world. It's Matt Rose. I am here. Jen Hansen, unfortunately, is not with us for this final episode of Creep Show. Uh, I'm sure she's very sad about it. She's <laughs> super sad and also super sick. So get well soon, Jen. Uh, today, we are indeed watching the last vignette from Creepshow 2019, Shutter exclusive. Uh, it is what we do around here, watch anthology horror. And today, we watched a story called By the Silver Water of Lake, Sh- Lake Champlain. <laughs> By the Silver Water of Lake Champlain. Now, it is customary around these parts that we guess... What the episode's about. Based, based on, on title, title alone. alone. We're brave. We are heroes. I mean, I don't like to throw that word around. But but I think you should. I, I should. Um, I will go first, Matt. Because I can see you didn't write one. As <laughs> I craftily... I'm totally going to make one up. I just okay. need to remember the name. Uh, by the Silver Water of Lake Champlain. In the third year of economic downturn, Main Street was beginning to show signs of trouble. Shuttered stores, unfixed potholes, uncollected garbage. You could be forgiven for thinking Harrison Township was a ghost town. But when local teens decide to hold a black magic ceremony on the shores of Spivey Point, they learn how true that belief was about to become. Whoa. I like that one. I threw in... Several references. One of them was monorail. Yep. One of them was, <laughs> was the fog. I I just I just threw shit at the wall and saw it was stuck. So <laughs> well, get ready for this masterpiece. <laughs> by the silver water of Lake Champlain is the newest novel by Garrison Keeler. You'll hate it, but your grandparents will think it's swell. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> None of these guesses were correct. So, Matt, if it's possible to hit us up with the sweet D. I can't reach the mouse. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know how to use your mouse. That's a Mac. Oh, well, <laughs> All right. I'll, 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 I'll do my best. All right. So, the plot summary for this episode is a young girl finds a lake monster her father was after. Eh, asked and answered. That is absolutely what the episode was about. <laughs> Matt, who wrote it and who directed it? Uh, Tom Savini directed and Joe Hill uh, wrote it. Joe Hill, who uh, who wrote uh, Nosferatu, who wrote Horns, or I think it was called Horns, whatever. Uh, he's Stephen King's son. He, he, he's, he's done a bunch of stuff. 
Uh, he also did Lock and Key, which is a, a going to be a show on uh, Netflix. The trailer came out today or yesterday. Um, and it actually connects to uh, Stephen King's stuff. Oh, wow. In, in a roundabout way. So, yeah, very, very interesting. That's super cool. Uh, it starred... It's a lot of new talent, right? Uh, yeah, uh, Sydney Weiss as Rose, uh, Connor Jones as Thomas, David Alexander Kaplan as Joseph, uh, James Devotee as Jet, and Gina Shaw as Lee. We, we only ever hear her as Mom, so right. we can only assume it's Lee from the uh, from from the story. Yeah, that's uh, that's about it. We're not going to dig too deep. <laughs> not digging too deep today. Um, Skin Crawlers finishes, and basically we see commercials on the TV uh, for the Luck Skull Ring, a Haunted House Mystery Bank. A live Crocodile. A Baby Alligator. Oh, it was Baby... Oh, I thought it was, I thought it was a Baby Crocodile. God damn a, it. A Creep Show Creep Hat. Oh, and, and The Ring. Or was that... Or, that, that was a ring. Right, it might have been the, the skull show. ring. It was because it said, show, it said that it was made from eternium, and I, I, I laughed, and then I was like, "Haha, this, look, it says it's made from eternium." And then I, and then I looked on my phone if eternium was a real thing, and it wasn't. I didn't figure it was. I figured that that was like a He-Man reference or something because like exactly. Baldini was involved in the last thing. But uh, and yeah. eternium is kind of like. Oh, it will last for eternity. For, yes, forever. It, it said stronger than steel, shinier than silver, <laughs> more luxurious than platinum or something. Where I was like, sure, okay. What? <laughs> None of these things are true. So you mean brass? <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I don't know. Who knows? And I, I just wish that I could have ordered that ring to see what it was actually made from. Like tin, probably. So this is uh, Season 1, Episode 6, Vignette 2, by the silver water of Lake Champlain. We are about to open the creep show a little bit. Um, and we see, after screen, Skin Crawlers finishes, and we see the commercial page, we then see an animated short. Yeah, uh, of- there's a skeleton and a coffin that... I think that there might be like a flash of lightning and then the skeleton grows meat and becomes like a muscly thing for a second and then just instantly morphs into the creep wearing <laughs> wearing a robe. Yep. I, I, yep, that's and then and then it laughs. And then it laughs and then and then we get uh we get the, the then we get the title card for by the silver water of Lake Champlain. Um, Maddie, did you write down what the I, creep says? I did. I did write down. Do you want to read it? Oh, geez. I will, I will do my best at reading my own writing. It's a whale of a tale indeed, my fiendish friends. As a local legend rears its ugly head, teeth and all. Nessie has nothing on champion. In this delightful dirge, I like to call by the silver water of Lake Champlain. I'm sweating bullets over here. That was amazing, Matt. I, uh, Jen wasn't here. You didn't want to do it. I, you I wrote it in. down. You, I, was, I, I was going to take a picture of it, and you were like, I, I did, got it. I did write it down. You're right. And then I'm like, yes, you do have it. Hello, me. It's me again. All right. 
Did, did I sound that much like Dave Mustaine? Oh, Is that it? God damn it. <laughs> God, now, God, now we're going to start getting like QAnon people following us and shit. Oh, no. Uh, well, no. listen to listen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever gets us to 20,000. <laughs> we're on that road to 1TK. <laughs> 2020, 20,000. That's so, a... so uh, once the uh, the title card disappears, we see "Welcome to Mancy, Home, Home of, of Champy. Champy," population fifteen hundred, uh, and we hear the uh, the voiceover of a radio announcer that is none other than Adrian Barbeau. Um, just wonderful, wonderful Adrian Barbeau. Adrian uh, Barbobot. She. <laughs> I can never not think about Adrian Barbobot. And then immediately, Daddy needs his medicine. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Daddy needs his medicine. Oh, if you've never seen Sea Labs 2021, you should watch that episode. The Jazz Cola episode is the only one you need to see. Um, so it is a foggy Columbia, Columbus Day weekend. Um, we... We get beautiful views of Lake, at least what I can assume is Lake Champlain. Um, and then it is into the home. We see a, a girl wearing a Polaroid camera around her neck. Uh, we see a little boy, Joseph, uh, doing the dishes. Or <laughs> his mom has uh, how the dishes were coming. And he said, good, mommy. And then he just had a little boat a little paper boat in the sink that said ss champy which i thought was really cute uh <laughs> and then uh rose the teenage daughter and her mom are talking and rose wants nothing more than to talk about champ uh, she has a journal 100% and it it is it turns out basically it's her father's yes, journal. Yes, it's her father's journal. But, uh, but it is, we don't know that yet. Yeah. And so she's like, Mom, did you know that in 1977, uh, there were six sightings of Champy today uh, and the water was 20 degrees colder like it is today? And her mom is like, Look, I am raising two kids on my own. I have, I have a plot device in the next room that is a real pain in the ass. And I'm hanging I, on by a thread. Yeah. And this is fraying that thread. Please stop. We have talked about this. You agreed. We were not going to do this again. And you're doing it again. Your father is no more. We uh, we got to do the best we can, guys. Yeah. Uh, and she she says, look, Champ is not real. Stop. Uh, and you know, get, get your stuff ready. Chet, you know how Chet is when he's in one of his moods. And then we just see two work boots kind of yep. sticking up our, like we see around the corner and then there's two work boots like on the edge yeah, that of, a, camel of, a, color, of a sofa. Camel color. Yeah. Like, like workman boots. Yeah. Caterpillar. Yeah. Yeah. Or Timberland. Yeah. Yeah. Something. So I... <laughs> Something along those lines. You find out later that there's marker on it. That oh says, yeah, he he's a shit kicker. He's well, and then it had like a skull and crossbones and and other various things. So he's a teenage punk in a grown man's body. Yeah. <laughs> we hear a, a knock. stunted adolescent. Yes, we hear uh, we hear knock knock, 
uh, the camera pans across uh, the back of the counter, and we see a bunch of pictures of the kids with their dad, with the family together. Uh, and then it goes to one of the Cobra Kai running up the stairs. I was, why? This is very confusing. I'm sure they elaborate. I, I mean, in the what book? is Hot Shots part de doing there? <laughs> Uh, well, so he is there to see Rose, mm-hmm. um, but he looks disproportionately older than her. He looks like he is in later high school and she looks like she is in early high school, yeah, she's which a is not an impossibility. I want to point that out. That's true. My parents are five years different. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know how different your parents were, but yeah, they, I mean, they were like that. Yeah. Uh, so you know, six years, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it's not impossible. Yeah, yeah. I get it. It, it happens. It, it might. Happen. It might not happen then, but you know, I, I've known I've known people who were dating people much older than them when they were in high school. My sister was dating a guy in college when she was like a junior in high school. I don't know how my parents let that happen, but you know, yeah, what can you do? Sleep at the wheel, I guess. <laughs> 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 they had other shit to worry about. Uh, so he knocks on the door the mom comes in she's like oh thomas and, and rose, she looks she looks legitimate well, yeah rose runs and hides she's like he can't see me yeah like he can't this. see me like this where it's like i'm in overalls well yeah like you you look like a kid what the fuck what, exactly what are you supposed to be wearing like a little black dress what the fuck if i'm not wearing my little black dress and thomas won't want me yeah no he obviously is hot to trot for you kid like yeah. Just just play it cool, this, right? This deal is done. Yeah. Those checks are signed. <laughs> He's uh, come to yeah, show Yeah, he might his... as well have shown up with a cartoon heart pounding out of his chest. Ooh, yeah. yeah, he was a Tex Avery cartoon for you. Just dial it back a bit. So the mom answers the door and then she's like... And she looks legitimately happy to see Thomas. It looks like she likes Thomas. And then she remembers that a serial killer is creeping up behind her. She hears in the other room. So we do find out that the dad isn't there anymore. You're presupposing that he's passed away. Yes. Although it hasn't 100% been said yet. Yeah. But you... You get it. You, if you, You'll find out in like a minute. So don't worry. <laughs> yeah. But um, she's like, hey, Th- Thomas. The mom is like, Thomas. Uh, uh, sweetheart, maybe... You should go. Yeah, maybe you, maybe come back another time. But the uh, the guy uh, <laughs> ramshackles himself to his feet. You get from the bottom up. You get his boots that say shit kicker on him. With with like a skull and crossbones and I don't know, like pew pew or something. Like there's And then yeah, he's 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 in a white trash special. Yeah, he, he is. He's 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 got his boots over his pants, uh and then a wife beater. Long, greasy hair, a beard. He, yeah, he he looks exactly like you think he would look. So, Thomas, for some reason, has a Rambo knife this in a holster. No sense. It all makes perfect sense to me. Thomas wants to be what Chet is, but not a jerk. He just wants to be the tough guy and... And he's, he's he's not. I mean, he wants to be a karate guy. Yeah, he want like like I said, Cobra Kai man. He he's he is wearing a sleeveless black gi. He 
Yeah, he is 1985 in one picture. <laughs> uh, so Chet says, hey, is that a Rambo knife with the fish hooks and the matches? And, you know, just kind of kind of goes on for a little bit. And, and Thomas is like, well, I, I, I already used the matches. And he just takes the knife out of the holster. Yeah, yeah. And then basically we get Crocodile Dundum. <laughs> because he, he basically gives him a that's not a knife speech. Yeah, we we basically get the um, I'm going to intimidate someone smaller and weaker than me speech with a knife uh, where whew, whew, dead. He killed him. I learned that in um, But this stops the knife a millimeter from his navel. No, that's how you kill him they bleed out. You give them a twist. Yeah, and you twist it. I did that to a VC in Nam. We get it. You were in Nam. We see the USMC tattoo or <laughs> USMC tattoo on your on your forearm. We get it, dude. Cool down. Yeah, yeah. Your, your job was to protect the weak. <laughs> um the the whole thing is very um it's it's very well done, but at the same time, it's like it's the cliche. It is. Uh, I mean, it's it is, but it's a cliche for a reason, right? Exactly. Uh, I mean, so, really, you and I have both met the Billy badasses of the world. We have that that do I've, that type of I've, thing. I've met a lot of them, and and I can tell you that ninety percent of the time, it is all bark and no bite. But that, that is correct with, with this with this dude. Once he has a knife, then it, there's a there's teeth to that bite. But so uh, he leans into him and he says, "There's only one rooster in this hen house." And yeah, it was like he's not coming for the mom. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's not coming for the mom, and you better not be going for the daughter. Though I did pick up a little creepiness with with the interactions with the daughter, but uh, I mean, maybe maybe I'm just I don't know presupposing that because Chet is a dude creep, man. yeah, he's just a um, creep. But uh, <laughs> I just wrote "get gone" uh, because he he like I mean he is like I just want to get out of this place right now. And he starts walking away, uh, and he says, "Hey Romeo," or no, I'm sorry, "Hey Rambo," and uh, and he turns around, stay away from Rose, and then heads back in, sits down at the table for a scene I like to call "beer me." <laughs> yeah, where uh, the the mom. Uh, Lee, I guess. Uh, She's like, hey, hey, we made you meatloaf. Yeah, meatloaf. Uh, beer. Where, so, okay, fine. They go, they get him a hair. And then light. he does a classic bully eat. Like, oh, you, where he's, where he's never used a utensil before in his life and he eats like a fucking caveman. Correct. <laughs> he aggressively takes a bite. Oh, yeah. And it's, and it's not meatloaf. like, and it's not like someone wouldn't, I mean, you know, I, I know some some. It's the people who you know. You take the are, side of the fork, you slam it into the meatloaf to shave off a piece. Then you just jab the fork in there, and then you ratchet it to your mouth as quickly as possible. Take a bite, and then realize. Well, I I want to dissect this eating scene a little bit more, Matt. So I have known people that were not raised. In the finest, the finest homes in Europe, right? Like, I, you know, 
I, I grew up in a, in a regular house, but we ate with table manners. <laughs> right. You know, I have, I have known a lot of people that, that grew up from, you know, less than fancy means. And we all knew how to use a fork, a knife, and a spoon. And it isn't throwing your elbow up like you're a hockey player. Right. And then jabbing that fork into whatever you're eating and shoveling it up. That no, that's that's not how you eat with a fork, and that's my problem with this scene. <laughs> like, I get it, dude. You're playing a character, but just you were you <laughs> that character. You were not raised by orangutans, okay? Like, you know how to eat. I'm sure if you trained them how to eat with a fork, they'd figure it out. If we looked on YouTube right now for like monkey eating with fork. Or, or chimp or whatever, we'd find them using utensils properly. You are the missing link, my friend. Anyhow, are you actually looking it up? Oh, yeah, there's a video. <laughs> if they eat better than Chet. Well, let's, uh, let's, uh, there's not much to this app. So, uh, <laughs> two years ago, here's Monkey successfully uses spoon. Oh, let's meal. let's watch this. Oh, it is already eating better. <laughs> yep, it's stirring it. it oh, that. Oh, and it and it used the. Oh my god. Also, I had to. <laughs> I had to switch, and I had to pick my mic up like I'm a stand-up comedian. <laughs> hey, ladies, you ever noticed that men <laughs> yeah, what, can't what's satisfy with monkeys you and spoons? Am I right? This monkey. Oh, and he's what I love about this little monkey is that he's wearing a shirt. He is. It's, it's so it's, he's either he either has a shirt with a tie or that's like cabana wear. Oh, I got to show you this one. This one's called Monkeys Eating Dinner, and they are dressed up. <laughs> oh man, they... is that guy wearing a polo shirt? Yeah. Oh, he's but he's also got a leash on. I don't like this. <laughs> I like I like how the monkey with the fez is just. Very casually drinking out of that straw. I, I don't want to know what they had to do to those monkeys to get them to do it. So, And I'm, I'm also not convinced those were monkeys. They might have been like, a, I don't know, a gibbons or something. But regardless, I, I, All you know, of them I would have were much doing rather than Chet was. Yeah, I would have much rather that it was like Coco. <laughs> you know, yeah. like very, very Gentle. elegantly eating dinner like maybe with chopsticks signing like this is really good sushi thank you very much really you know don't worry guys <laughs> like, oh, i really she... appreciate you yeah i appreciate you and your skills you are an artisan good sir <laughs> well it doesn't take too many chews for old chet to spit it, uh, well, it took one it took one chew where he puts it in his mouth okay so like look i have eaten food my entire life and uh, you can tell when you are putting a fork of cold or hot food into your mouth instantly very easy to tell uh you know (laughs) what 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 do i know with meatloaf in particular it radiates heat it does it holds on to heat it's got a specific heat that is there's no other substance in the universe like meatloaf. That, like meatloaf, yeah. I mean, I haven't had meatloaf in like 30 years, but I will, I will just go on, I'll on die what on I by. recall. Yeah, I will go on what I recall. So, but I mean, you would be able to tell because it was in its original pan how much 
heat was radiating off of it. Yeah, I mean there there was there was tin foil on top, and you took the tin foil on top, and there wasn't a wave of heat and moisture that hit you. It like there might as well have just been an ice cube that fell off. Clink, clink, clink. Yeah, like oh well, this must be super warm. So he takes the the bite and then spits it out. Ugh. This is cold. There's nothing worse than cold meatloaf. Why don't you just take a can of Elpo and dump it out on my plate, you dumb bitch? Like it. The, yeah, I was expecting. Is, I was expecting this to go. This guy really takes you from. This is a just an everyday average family. This might be a Goonie esque adventure to find <laughs> Jampy. To this is a dystopian nightmare with the hell man. When I saw him the first time, I thought that he was the guy from the cover of the Anal Gun album. Everybody should be killed. <laughs> he is. <laughs> I think everybody or everyone. I don't. I don't remember exactly it what it is. Doesn't. It doesn't matter. Don't look. At, well, I mean, look up the picture, but don't listen to the band. They're not very good. But um, crying core for life. <laughs> <laughs> guaranteeing that only three people know the joke <laughs> anyhow uh yeah so uh some, things, things start to get a little tense it, um, it's super tense a couple cool things um the ashtray is on the table yeah. it is uh the creep show ashtray does make the appearance in this episode very easily found mm-hmm. because he starts smoking and i'm like where's the ashtray <laughs> there it is <laughs> right in the middle of the table he's also drinking a hero supreme yes oh it was a hero supreme i thought it was a hero's light uh i liked that the label for this was different because this took place in the 80s yes i liked that I like that little touch. So, uh, uh, really cool little through line things. It was like yeah. a Hero Supreme light, I thought. Oh, it could have been. I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it looked like beer. Uh, it looked like a uh, Hero. So, uh, he talks about how, he, you know, or no, I'm sorry. The mom says... I'm sorry. I thought that it was going to be. Or I thought you were going to be home earlier, and that's when he says, "Like I was out all day looking for work to support this dumb family." And Rose is like, "You were out all day drinking." Well, and also I just wrote, "Oh, what a surprise! Chet is without a job, <laughs> or I'm not in between jobs." Uh, yeah. What a, what a surprise! You show up at you show up at a job. Wearing a wife beater and a shoes that say shit kicker written in Sharpie. You mean that they didn't just throw money at you? Well, he showed up to be a cooler at the Double Deuce. <laughs> but Wade Garrett was already there. Wade so Garrett was already there. and They, they don't need two lanky white guys with long hair and beards. I'm sorry. And Chet can follow rule number one. <laughs> be nice. <laughs> that is very true. He couldn't. He couldn't follow he being couldn't. nice. No. You because failed the test. You failed the cooler test, my friend. You're not a cooler. You're not. You're just a bouncer. He's not even a bouncer. He'd get bounced. Look. You be he was nice. a middle-aged adolescent, Matt. You be nice until it's no, time, time to not, not be, nice. be nice. No, hey. I follow the cooler code, man. You're the bouncer. I'm, I'm the, the cooler. cooler. Oh, this episode is all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I just wanted to talk about Roadhouse. Hey, hey, if you want to talk about Roadhouse, I will talk about Roadhouse. (laughs) 
What is the, the bear movie? fall on the fat guy? <laughs> oh, because uh, uh, Dalton pushes that on um, on Tinker because uh, they're in the trophy room oh, and Tinker still has a gun. Uh, and he know and Dalton because he has a PhD in uh, in philosophy. Uh, he knows that Tinker, when he sees that polar bear coming at him, uh, he's going to waste all his ammo on the polar bear, and, uh, the and then the, the polar bear will fall on him, and then that's you know uh, curtains for him until the next scene. Uh, hey man, I didn't write the movie. I can only tell you what what I what I'm picking up from the. 500 times I've seen the movie on TNT. Back to the kitchen table. Things are getting super tense. Rose has just lipped back to Chet. Chet doesn't like it. And he's like, hey. And then I, this was, this was a, a, a nice touch. I mean, not a nice touch because he's a jerk. But he, he takes a drag from a cigarette, puts it out in the meatloaf. Does, does like the menacing look. Where he's looking at her, but he doesn't say anything because he's too dumb to figure out what to say. So instead, he just grabs her notebook and he says, hey, you know, this this bullshit nonsense, this is what got your daddy killed. You know how this upsets your mom. And he throws it and he says, this belongs in the trash or whatever. And he throws it. Um, and then I, got, I forget what she says. stage right. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, no, shit. <laughs> No, the mom very tepidly says, you didn't need to do that. <laughs> uh, and he looks Stop at her. Stop it. Yeah, that wasn't nice. If you do that a, f- a couple hundred more times, maybe you should apologize. Uh, so he says, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to go work on my truck, which is exactly what I thought he would have said. So <laughs> he gets up and... Uh, <laughs> I think I wrote, fuck this, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Uh, you guys aren't cool. <laughs> so he goes outside and then uh, Rose says, Mom, why do you put up with this? And Mom uh, Lee says, when your father died, he made sure that we were okay. And Rose is like, what are you smoking? He was only here for the insurance money. He didn't come around until you started getting that. He, he take, doesn't care about us. He's taking advantage, advantage of, of you. you. He's taking advantage of us. She doesn't want to hear it. Yeah, and uh, she. Uh, so Rose picks up the notebook and... What? Oh, I just wanted to make sure it was recording. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, the red light's on. Um, oh, yeah, geez. Sorry, Matt. You're going to have to edit this part out. She picks up the notebook. <laughs> she picks up the notebook. <laughs> All right, Matt, you go. She picks up the notebook and heads out the door. And with that, we will take an act break. break. We'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after, after this. this. All right, check me your price. cash. New bills crisp and clean in my wallet by 7 a.m. Normal, please. I haven't done anything to you. No, but you've done plenty to your brother. Like what? Well, let me see. Uh, You've nagged him, harassed him, suppressed him, (laughs) kept him in fear of you, extorted money from him. 
It's done out of love. Just for that, I ought to give you a set of elephant balls. <laughs> oh, weird science. Oh, I, th- I think I've asked this a bunch of times, but you haven't watched it in the past 40 years, right? <laughs> I, I <laughs> think the last right. time I watched it was in college. And they get to that blues club or oh, jazz club. That was that was problematic so long ago. That when originally when it, it came out, it was problematic. But the older you get, the the longer it goes, the more painful that whole thing is to watch. Well, that scene is awful, and then you realize that the whole premise of the movie is oh that yeah they make a woman they to make be a their sex slave, slave. yeah. yeah. And, and she turns the. I mean, you know. I mean, she she turns the tables on everybody. She's she is not the slave they meant her to be, right? She's like an all powerful deity, and she's like, I'm not fooling. I'm not falling for any of this crap. But that doesn't change the fact that their intent was to make really a, bad to just make a fuck doll. Yeah, yeah, really, really. Yeah, just there's there's a lot of things about that movie that don't hold up. Well, there's a, I mean, to be fair, there's a lot of things about pretty much every John Hughes movie that don't hold up when you watch them. Well, planes, trains, I think holds up. Yeah, it's. There's that's, gonna, that's there's one of the that's one of the ones that you're, we're talking Brat Packy John Hughes movies. Yeah, I mean like Uncle Buck. There's there's not that much that that doesn't hold up. Buck has never held up to be a great guy. role model. Well, he he's a decent guy, but he's never held up to be a role model. He's gonna take the kids gambling with them at the like the horse track or whatever. I mean, right. He, he he eventually you know grows up because it, he has to watch the kids. And stuff. Exactly, it's the story of him becoming an adult yeah and you know i mean home alone is is a kid crippling and or murdering people who are trying to break into his house and hurt him so right you know i mean that's that's an american tale right there but i uh, watched the movies that made us home alone mm -hmm. and um i didn't get to watch that i only got to watch uh the die hard and the ghostbusters saw the the die hard one i'm saving the ghostbusters one i should watch it with i want to watch it with Catherine. But um, they get they get John Williams to do the music, mm-hmm. and everybody was like, "That makes the movie." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, the movie was really good, mm-hmm. and then they were like, and then John Williams' score was like, "Oh, we've made a classic." Yeah, I love the fact that they got Robert's Blossom to be the old man next door. Because he played Ed Gein in Deranged. <laughs> he, yeah, it's just so funny. And and knowing the fact that they picked Robert's Blossom over Christopher Walken because they... <laughs> I, I was watching um, a behind-the-scenes thing, or uh, not a behind-the-scenes, uh, like a crew or a cast 
no, I guess it would have been a crew reunion for um, the people that worked on Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things. And two of the people, Alan Ormsby, and I forget who the second guy was. He was one of the production designers. Uh, they went on to make Deranged a couple years later. And so they were talking. Someone in the in the crowd asked them about uh, like people that had um, uh, read for the role in Deranged, and one and uh, I think it was Alan Ormsby was like, "Oh yeah, uh, Christopher Walken read for it, and we liked him, but we just thought he was too weird for it." And that that I mean that made everybody laugh, and it's like, well. It is Christopher Walken. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, where Robert's blossomed, like he brings a subtlety, kind of believable. I mean, he brought a quiet intensity to it, <laughs> whereas uh, Christopher Walken just brings an intensity. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you're so fucky, <laughs> King of New York. <laughs> I don't have a walk-in, but it, everybody's like, the walk-in is just take one word, but give it one syllable words and give them two syllables. <laughs> it's like, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that's yeah. how you find walk-in. The... And we're back. The episode continues. Rose <laughs> is outside. She's running. Uh... Yeah, she's she, running from her house. She and her mom had a disagreement about the dad. Um, she thinks that the mom gave up on him. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They get into a fight. Yeah, they got they got into a you know an altercation, an altercation, a, a verbal, a, fight, a kerfuffle. And so Rose thinks that mom gave up on dad, and mom is like, "No, you don't understand. He gave up on us." Like. He was out there every night looking for Champ. This was... He spent all our money on this. And and Rose is like, no, he just wanted you to believe. She runs out of the house with the notebook. She takes off. Uh, the, the little boy, Joseph, takes off after her because, of course, he does. He's a little brother. He wants to know where his sister's going. Yep. And then she runs by Thomas... And Thomas runs after her uh, and says, Rose. And I think she just says, leave me alone or whatever. But, of course, he follows her. Um, I mean, he might as well have been like Pepe Le Pew following after her, hovering above a foot off the ground. Um, But so I know this makes me not the best person. But in movies, I always think it's really funny. When kids are running and they're not looking where they're going and they run into something. Yes. <laughs> and so she runs. That's what into, Rose does. What's that? That's yeah, what that's Rose what Rose does. does. She rose in. She runs into a giant gray turd and falls over and looks kind of stunned. She's got a little cut over her eye. Uh, Thomas, Thomas runs like, after her and says, Rose, are you okay? You got doesn't, doesn't notice the like six foot gray slimy Plus. turd that is just yes. plopped in the sand. And when I say giant, I'm not talking of like, oh, it's the size of a burrito. I mean, this is the size of a VW bus. This thing is humongous. Humongous. And eventually, 
And we're talking like maybe 15, 30 seconds. Uh, it, it's not until Joseph enters the scene and says, whoa, what's that? Right. <laughs> and so I don't know about you, but if I just ran into something and like I cut my uh, my my forehead on it and stuff. I wouldn't get up and then run my hands over it like I was high on ecstasy. Like, what is this slimy gray contraption? That's no, I would, I might kick it once, but like, I would, I would not be sitting there like, I'm just gonna touch this fucking thing. Eventually, you hear the little brother go, Whoa, Rose, get over here. Yeah, and so they, they round the corner on this thing. And it's a dead champy. It's a real dead champy. Yeah, it's like I, I'm pretty sure that it had its giant tongue out. Uh, and they. So what did you think? This model that they built. Um, I thought that when you just saw the gray turd, I was like, oh, that's a good texture. It's good. That's good color. It's it's like wet, but it's not like slimy wet. You mm-hmm. know, I, I when I saw that, I was like. Huh. Interesting. And then they rounded the corner and it was like, well, considering the budget they have to work with on each episode, that's not, not too bad. Not too bad. It's It's not great. But if I prehistoric mean, forest is like a 1 and Jurassic Park is a 5, we're at a hot 2 and two and seven, a half, I was going to say 2.75. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's better I'm I'm glad that they went practical. Yes. Because if this would have been a digital effect, it would have been substandard. Oh, it would have been really bad. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm thinking in my head of bad digital effects and uh, like sliders where there would have been like a world run by dinosaurs. This would have been better than that. Okay. Those... This would have been real carnosaur. Oh, I think this is like a, a level or two up over carnosaur. No, I'm just saying that if they would not have gone practical. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, it doesn't take long for them to send the little brother back. So I, I didn't understand this part because why would you send the little brother to go covertly get the mom? Rose, you leave your brother with Cobra Kai, you go get mom, covertly bring her back, and then figure out a way to kill Chet, (laughs) and then call the cops. Have them come, take their pictures. I mean, I I just... Right. It's weird. I mean, to be fair, though, they are... Kids. Like kids, so they wanted to stay there and like I don't know guard Champy. It doesn't. Matter. Well, Rose was never going to leave Champy. That's yeah, the that's, whole. That's thing. true. That's true. And if she could have chained herself to one of his fins, she would have. But now Rose is is saying to Thomas like, "My dad wasn't wrong." Yeah, and she kind of tells the story about yeah how uh, one day. They went down to shore and and dad had washed up on shore and they, you know, they pulled him out and it was basically catatonic. He, yeah, he, was, he didn't recognize anybody. And then a couple days later, he said his first word and it was champ. Champ is real. And then 
ever since then. It was all champ. It was it was that's all he was doing was looking for it, and then sometime later, I don't think I don't remember if they went over a specific time frame, but then they come back and it's, and then one day I found him on the shore, but he didn't get back up. Yep. Yeah. So a man obsessed with his. You know his his windmill, the his old whatever. man and the sea monster. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, eventually it took its toll. We see the little brother running back, and then he runs. yeah, he, you can you can hear him saying, "Mommy, mommy, we found Champ. He's on the beach, or you know, something. You have to come quick." And uh, Chet hears this, and he's like, "Ching ching." Well, what he hears is. Someone sent the little brother away, so the two can I don't know do whatever. Because I don't think I don't think he believed the kid for a second. I think he was going just to beat up a high school kid. And yes, I <laughs> do believe fucking, that because he's a fucking bully and a jerk. And so he w- walks over there, and I think this is when Thomas carves. Yes, this the is- dad's. Th- so this was. Weird. He he does say like I have a bad idea, and it was like oh I don't like the sound of that. Uh, he goes over and you can see him like doing something on the on the side of the body, and then he says come here, and so Rose walks over and I I don't remember what the dad's name was, but let's just say it was Bob, right? So it says Bob and Rose ten nine eighty four. And I think there might have been like a heart or and something. And they take a bunch of Polaroids. Yeah, they take pictures, and uh, then they um, they hold hands, and the shot is of the two, like uh, you know, maybe mid forearm, and the hands, and then Chet just walks right through it. What and, the fuck is this? And that's the act break. Yeah, and we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after, after this. this. Undoubtedly, the Loch Ness Monster exists as myth, and as an amalgam of myth. I've always been interested in the difference between fact and truth, and I would call it the ecstatic truth. Millions of people are believing that in these deep waters, some sort of a dinosaur is dwelling. Professor Carmel, do you really believe in the monster? Absolutely. I mean, there's been 10,000 sightings of this thing over 1,500 years. Last summer, a distinguished team of filmmakers and scientists set out on an extraordinary expedition. Show me one piece of evidence that proves this thing does not exist. They're saying, show us the evidence. I'm saying, show us the non-evidence. Their mission, to uncover the legendary secrets of Loch Ness. A lot of strange things happened on the boat, and I just knew that there was something seriously wrong. Incident at Loch Ness. It's absolute pandelirium on this loch, so it's been very difficult to get any real information out of them. 
as to the causes of this tragedy. You know, I know people always want Samuel L. Jackson or Mr. T or whatever to be the voice of their Alexa. I want Werner Herzog. The reason that you asked for that is because you're dumb. <laughs> you're all stupid and <laughs> I don't need you. <laughs> It'd be like, Alexa, <laughs> Alexa, where are you going? To ask a question about existence is as meaningless as existence itself. <laughs> That one, um, the people living at the end of the world movie about the people in the North and South Pole or whatever. Um, I remember watching that with Brian because he rented it. And Brian was an old roommate of mine. Brian Yep. And um, there's this thing where he's interviewing somebody and the guy's saying like how he ended up in Antarctica or whatever the fuck. And then just Werner Herzog over... Puts his voice on. He seemed to prattle on for hours. <laughs> saying the same thing everyone who's, who ends up at a place when no one wants to be says. So that movie is actually very funny. Um, it is. I'm just going to spoil it for you now. It is not real. It is. It is a comedy uh, found footage horror type thing. Once the Playboy model shows up as the, oh god, I think she was like the the sonar technician or something. You get the cue, like you get the clue, like, oh no, the, okay, all right. <laughs> There's there is no way that this is actually a serious movie, uh, and then it just starts to spin out of control from there. But I I I remember it was, it was on a channel that I was not expecting it to be on, like. Uh, when broadcast channels have the like sub channels, yeah, uh, it was on one of those, huh. and I just I could not believe it, and so I watched it on that. And I mean, the movie wasn't like a super R-rated movie or anything. You know, there might have just been them arguing and like some of it getting beep, but it was actually pretty funny. I I, I found myself surprisingly uh, enjoying it more than I thought I would. Huh. Uh, it is in its entirety on YouTube. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Loch Ness. And we're back. Time to land this plane. Time for Chet to be probably the biggest POS that a person can be. When you start, when you as a larger adult man with veins bulging out of all of your muscles just starts picking on two two teenagers who obviously cannot fight back against you and then you you pull a knife on them you have you have failed somewhere in your life my friend there is something that that was half baked when you were born so chet is is threatening thomas he gets his knife there's a whole bunch of stuff that happens, but my well, and favorite, then, my favorite thing that happens here is when he throws the knife. No, oh, th- I that's th- bad. I, I, he, so he throws the knife back at uh, at Thomas, and it lands right in front of his boot and goes in the sand. And Matt just goes, "Ha!" <laughs> but truly, my favorite thing was is he's so we didn't set up, but Rose. Is going to make sure that her dad gets credit 
for yeah the, for we, champ. We found this, not you. My my dad's gonna get credit for it. Your daddy's dead, little girl. So that's the setup, and then it's basically Chet being like, "I'm gonna take credit for this, and people are gonna come and they're gonna pay, pay billions. billions. This is my meal ticket with oh. you and your fucking stupid family and your dumb mom." And I'm just like, "Wait a minute." Number one, how much do you know about taxidermy, Chet? And also, people are going to come to see the bloated corpse. Yeah. It's a real tourist trap. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, have you ever seen the video of the the whale that that blew up from dynamite? Yes. Oh, that was a, that was a, uh, just a, I can only imagine the smell. I can only imagine how bad that was. Um, God, I think I watched that on heavy.com. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was... That was terrible. That was like 2000-ish. Just dreadful. Uh, oh, so one thing I thought was funny is that the first time that Thomas sees it, he goes, it looks like some kind of messed up whale. And I was like, in what world does that look like a messed up whale? Maybe you need to Maybe you need to go to the library Instead of sitting outside of the dojo, wishing you could go to karate class, like go go read a book, my friend. I want to go to karate class. <laughs> Something that we didn't mention is the, the the sound design is really good in this episode. Yeah, because you do hear in the background like faint animal esque sounds, and they they set it up earlier in the episode uh, in the first act when um, because it is a foggy Columbus Day weekend. You hear the foghorns, though I'm not exactly sure why there'd be foghorns on a lake the size of Lake Champlain. It's not like they've got shipping channels, but whatever, you know, it's possible. It's possible. Actually, I take that back. There are lake or there are um, lighthouses on the Detroit River uh, and well, Detroit River is a shipping lane. We're going to cut all this (laughs) or not. We'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Uh, we hear, uh, we hear, or whatever. Right. It's sure. And now, and the little boy, well, and the little boy says, "Mommy, Daddy said that that was Champy yawning before he took a nap." And she's like, "That's right. You're too young for me to yell at. <laughs> so I'm gonna take it all out on Rose instead of Chet. Rose, how dare you!" plant these ideas in your brother's head <laughs> back to the end of the episode yes chet explains his tourist trap idea to make millions off the bloated corpse of champy and we don't even know if this is champy because all we know is that this thing has been murdered because it has huge gash, gash marks on its, neck. on its yeah. neck so that means that it fought something and we don't know what that something is I mean, it could have hit a boat propeller we don't know maybe that was what it was um, that's a good, that's good. Or there's just a breeding population of champies and one of them murdered a little, a little boy. And I think there's a, I think there's the story. I would have loved to have seen the, like, the detective champy show. Yes. <laughs> Asking Give questions. A little bubble pipe. Yeah. With the, yeah. <laughs> the deer slayer hat. <laughs> Let's save it for the writing room, baby. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yes. Let's do that. Here's what happens. Mama Champy shows up and kills right before, Chet. Right before Chet is about to murder two children, 
I'm like, you how see, are you going to become a millionaire when with, you murder charge? Yeah. Well, oh well, the uh, the the thing killed them with a knife. It used one of its flippers and then stabbed the kids. He did say that he was going to cut up into little pieces. They'll never find you. Yeah, that would be a feast for the fish. Yeah, or I think this, he said fishes, and it was like that's. This not is a word. real. Uh, <laughs> Nightmare in Elm Street 3D pose that he's into. <laughs> it really is. Because his knife is like right in the camera. Yeah. Uh, and Rose's face goes from like, oh shit, I'm about to be murdered to, what the fuck is that? So a, an adult size champy, because this is a little champy. Yeah, a little, a little baby champy. Uh, we see a giant champy head behind it. And it comes down and T-Rex we hear, style from Jurassic Park. Yeah, and we, we hear like a... <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to do the noises. I'm, I'm I'm not Michael Winslow. So it comes down and it chomps on uh, on on Chet, and we see we do see quite a bit of blood. Yep. When it chomps on him, the knife uh, hits and then the ground. Just, yeah. And then a gallon of blood falls on top. Yeah. Of that. Uh, and then we just we we don't ever see talk him. about Chet again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so they they kind of get up and uh and, and this adult, is a good, this, adult is a good, this is a good effect I liked it um I did because I felt like the adult champy's face was a little plasticky mm-hmm. but what it does is it goes up to the dead small champy sniffs it and is like oh no and then it drags it into the lake and that's the effect I really liked. It, yeah, I like that too. When that husk moves into it, mm-hmm. and the neck, and like how it played. Yeah, it like it actually it wasn't just a solid form. It it looked like, articulated. Yeah, it was articulated. It looked like an actual body was being dragged into yeah. the water. Uh, it was great, and that then, part was great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know it let out a few more mournful bellows, and then you know it was it was gone, and that's exactly when the mom shows up, uh, and she's works. like, "What? What's going on? Where?" And they they tried to explain to her what happened without the chat dying part, uh, and she's like, I, "I don't see anything," and it's like, "Come on, woman, you don't see the giant indentation in the sand with the drag mark." Going out into the water, and the blood everywhere, and the, yeah, and the blood and the smell. That thing would smell terrible. Uh, but she does look out into the fog, and she does see Champ's head uh, as it swims under the water. And then she says, "Oh, geez." And this is like maybe your right dad wasn't as the, crazy as everyone said it's he like was. Nearly right down the barrel of the camera. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. Uh, and then they, I think she says like, come on kids, let's go home. Uh, and I mean, the mom, the mom doesn't seem dumb. She knows Chad is dead. (laughs) I think that's why she's like, let's go home. I'll make popcorn. And, uh, we hear Champ bellow, uh, in the distance. And then one of Chet's Boots washes up with part of a foot still inside. And that is the episode. It is indeed. Let's go to the writer's room and Let's. talk about how we would make the episode better. Oh, Matt, I want, all I want to talk about now is, is, is Champ CSI. The C is for Champ. 
champ special investigator. Um, it, it it's an okay episode. I, I really it's not as it's not nearly as bad as the last one. I'll tell you that much. Oh, easily. And and it it's a soft landing. I mean, it is. It is. It is. I, you know, I don't really know what they could. I I didn't read the I didn't read the Joe Hill story, so I I don't, I don't know all the stuff going on in that story. But I, I you know, based on this story, I don't know how they could have made it more interesting no as soon as you see chet you're like oh those guys scumbag you know and it really wasn't a story about chet you know like it i would have a story about chet it wasn't a story about how terrible he is to the family we only see like one interaction and it's like well i mean he's a piece of shit but i mean maybe maybe he was Having a really bad week. We don't. We don't, we don't really know. know. They don't. They don't set any of that up. We get more background about the family than we do ch- ever being part of it. Or we don't know how long he. We don't know when the dad died. We don't know how long Chet has been there. We know that he's been there since the insurance money started coming in. That could be five years. So, that could be five weeks. We don't know. I would have preferred. I mean, we're going for a creep show thing. Yes. And the creep show element of this is that he gets killed. Chuck gets killed. Gets killed by the monster. I think that's the that's the thing. But Chet, without having Chet fleshed out more, that's not really a payoff. I mean, yeah, it's a payoff to see the abusive jerk get killed so by the, the monster. The but... thing that they will would have never done in Creepshow that you would write in the short story is, this needs to be on the water. What mm-hmm. on earth are they doing on the shore in the fog? Yeah. Like, I, that's just, we need to save money. And, and doing anything on the water is a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, even when it's on a sound stage with water, it's still a nightmare. It, yeah, it's absolutely the worst. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of where my head's at. This needs to be on the water. This needs to be uh, a crew that's been at this so long. And it could be this family. It could be the dad that's gone crazy to find Champy, but it ends up killing him and they see it. I don't know. But I'm I'm just like the fact I want Chet to die the moment I see him yeah. is enough for me to go like Yeah. 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 I, I, mean, it works. It, I mean not to not to be derivative, but I mean they they could even have gone the route of Rose wants revenge on Champy for killing her father. There you go. Anything. Like the stakes so are so Champy is weird. her white whale, right? Yeah. The stakes are so weird. The 
Yeah, I mean, they, they tried to make it a much smaller story than it probably should have been. This was a story about a family that had Champ tangentially involved. Right. But even if, like, even if it were a father-daughter story where she goes off and the dad goes off after her and it's on the water mm-hmm. and Champy appears and they've got to deal with that. Like, then I could deal with some cosmic dread, like, mm-hmm. holy crap, we've got a real sea monster thing. Yeah. Then, you know, you could do a whole bunch of shit with that. But instead... I mean, it, they don't they don't really have the budget for that. But no, yeah. but, like, that's what made... You didn't need to see Jaws to know, like... Yeah. It could have just been things in the water around them. Correct. Yeah, I mean, I... I get it. And... It's fine, but... It, it, at least it wasn't oh god what did i call it fat suckers incorporated or whatever yeah. at, at least it skin crawlers uh, it, at least it wasn't another skin crawlers yeah that was uh, that was season 1 of tales from the dark side bad so give me a scale maddie oh jeez uh how many rambo knives would you give this episode? I mean, five. Five Rambo knives. Uh, I am at six and a half Rambo knives. Not bad. I said it was a solid C. That was where my uh, yeah. initial vote was. All right. Well, you can get in contact with us at T from the Dark Side on Facebook and Instagram. TFTDS Pod on Twitter. Um, we will be back next week. With, with monsters. Monsters, but we also will save our final creep show thoughts for next week as well when Jen can return. Mm-hmm. Um, man, am I forgetting anything? Oh, try to enjoy the daylight. Happy New Year. Try to Happy enjoy New the Year. daylight. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hansen. Matt Rose and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Belly Ink Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side and on Twitter at TFTDS Pod. Email us at tfromthedarkside at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight. Welcome to the bonus section of this week's episode. Boing. Jen Hansen's here. Hi. Matt Rose is still here. I, I am here. We're going to talk about Creep Show for just a few minutes and give you your final thoughts on this bonus section of this episode that we're doing right now. Matt and I recorded it, but Jen is going to chime in because we got her. We got her back in the studio. Yeah, get me out of this bag. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, at the end of this started epi- strong, turned into a dong. It really <laughs> did. I think that is how we. I'm excited for season two. Me too. Hopefully they. Um, hopefully now that they've had proof of concept and they've had some really great episodes that knocked it out of the park, they will 
kind of hone in a little bit more and be a little bit more focused. Well, I mean, and yeah, and and I mean they they obviously know what worked and what didn't. Um, do they know what didn't? I wonder. I guess, I guess I haven't read reviews of enough of the others, the other episodes or anything. Hopefully, I mean, s- I assume they're listening to this, so they they'll take our feedback. It definitely <laughs> seemed that like they just wanted to hit hard and fast with their best with epi- no mercy with no mercy with their best episodes to get a promise of a season two. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they basically had the guarantee for season two based on the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. The, that episode um, had the most viewers any movie or show has ever had on Shudder. On Shudder. So they were basically guaranteed. So I understand why they really swung for the fences on the first one. But the first three were solid. And then it just kind of... Kind of fizzled. Quickly. There was a lot to love. I will definitely watch season two. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we had talked about reorganizing some of the episodes, knowing why they did it the way that they did, where they just kind of were like, hey, these first three episodes have to be can't miss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you had to do it all over again with the six, would you have split up any of these episodes differently? Mm. Hmm. I think the short answer is yes. Yes. Because there's a part of me that would have wanted to have House of the Head in the back half of the season. I agree. Yeah, yeah I think that would have been a nice way to, to roll out. I would have. I think their lead off is 100% correct. You got to mm. go with a Stephen King story, yep. episode one, right out the gate. But then, like the last episode with uh, Skin Crawlers and... um. By the silver silver waters of Lake Champlain, that that felt so much more like an amazing stories mm-hmm. type of feel that I would have loved that paired with something like Trick or Treat. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like you know something that was a little bit more supernatural, but still Halloween themed to kind of balance it out. Something else that I would love to see in season two is a little bit more of. The the creep that they did in episodes one and two, instead of the kind of phoned in creep. That oh, the got, creep, yeah, the the yeah. interstitials. Yeah, yeah, or the intros. Yeah, if every episode, I mean, either do it, either do it or don't. That sort of halfway throughout yeah. the throughout the season. Yeah, felt weird. Just felt rushed, and like they either ran out of time or money or time money. Both. I'm, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, the whole production. Was on a short schedule, very very short schedule. Do you and, know how long it was? Um, it. I mean, they basically had to to get a lot of this filmed on like off time mm. from uh, Walking Dead, from right? Walking Dead and stuff. Gotcha. So, yeah, they they really had to to nail them out. But now that Shutter kind of knows that, oh, this will be a, this could be our flagship. This could be our Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they threw a little bit more money at it. Yeah, I, I, I think they will. And I mean, you know, they are owned by AMC Studios. So AMC, if they see the, the subscriptions go up, knows, hey, we can, we can, we can this put is more why I'm surprised it they didn't put it on AMC. I mean, maybe that's... Well, we've talked about that, that I, I kind of feel that they wanted proof of concept here mm-hmm. and... I mean, if they can make money off of it, they don't have to censor themselves on Shutter. That's yeah. true. In the same way that they would on AMC, and at the same time, they have something that they could easily convert to AMC with a little bit of 
you know, because editing of, and stuff. A little bit of editing, a mm-hmm. little bit of like cutting here and there. Like House of the Head is not a grotesque piece. You know, mm-hmm. it stands yeah. alone almost like a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, it does. You know, and same I mean, honestly, there's Aside from cursing, there there really isn't anything that I think would have to be edited. Anything out that's not that they wouldn't show in Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. Walking Dead uh, is, is like gruesome. yeah. That's I, I think Skin Crawlers is the only one that really goes over the top on gory. I mean, just kind of like yeah. I still don't think it's as disturbing, or I don't. No, think I think there's been yeah. way worse things on Walking Dead. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I mean, just talking about the season the six episodes yes that's about the only one that i'm kind of like because even with the werewolf episode they they cut back to the comic book for a lot of it Mm -hmm. or they use the red lights effectively or things along those lines Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it it really is a natural transition for them to go to amc and probably make money with it that way as well yeah because the stories are pretty evergreen like it's filmed it's in 4k they could they can run it as much as they want in yeah. Shocktober. Shocktober. Well, we will be back next week returning to Monsters. Oh, I've missed it. I've missed it. I know too. I say I've missed it, and then we are going to watch an episode of Monsters, and I'm gonna say mm, I'm done missing it. Right. Well, <laughs> I'm sure the reality will crush us all. <laughs> Maybe it'll be great. Maybe it'll be the best episode yet, guys. Maybe. Let's not put any pressure on it. It's called <laughs> Habitat. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.